Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Great King. Thank you, Ancient of Days. Thank you, King of Glory. Thank you, the I am that I am. We bless your name today. Thank you for counting us among the living. And thank you for the breath of life. Thank you for good health. Thank you for your mercies. And thank you for your blessing. We thank you for the privilege and the honor done us to appear before your presence once again. It is just all by your grace and by your mercies that we are here before your presence today. We want to say thank you as a church. We want to say thank you as a people. We want to say thank you as a family. And we want to say thank you as individuals for bringing us this far. Thank you for the opportunity to listen to you once again in a month of the supernatural. Let your word have a free course. Touch lives. Let our supernatural happen through your word this morning. Let your word go forth in power and authority. Cause us to receive your word with a good heart. And let our lives become better. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Let's give a big clap of unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. When you are missing, sometimes you are not missing for good reasons. <laughs> yeah. So let your presence always show so that when God is looking for you, he will always find you. Many of us, when we meet on a Sunday like this, God always asks, where are you? Many of us, when we meet and God is marking as those who are present, like a school we go, he asks, where is that one? Where is that one? Where is that one? Where is that one? Do you know that sometimes the devil even does well more than us? Sometimes the devil goes to church more than us. No, it's in the Bible. Read Job. Bible says, when the children of God met, Satan also went. He loved going to church, even though he doesn't go with a good reason. And when we appear before God, like in the Garden of Eden, God asks, where are you? Many of us, you are hiding. God has seen you today. God will see you in the next month, the next two months. Tell the person, say, mercy on you. Mercy on you. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's a month of the supernatural. You see, sometimes when you do evaluation, sometimes when you sit as a Christian and do evaluation, you, you, you will know that if things are not going well with you, you blame yourself. We are not just serious with God. I'm telling you. Let me ask you, from January to September, how many of you have been reading your Bible, let's say once in a week? Let me see your hand up. Praise God. From January to December, you have reading your Bible once in a month. Let me see your hand up. Wonderful. You go to heaven. Amen. Once in a month. How many of us here from January to December, apart from coming to church, you have never opened your Bible? If you raise your hand, you, this is why you go to heaven proper. <laughs> How about from January to September now, you have been reading your Bible at least almost, even if you miss one or two, God will forgive you. But you try to read your Bible every day. Let me see your hand up. That's wonderful. Even if you have missed one or two, God will still forgive you. You try it. Wonderful. Can you tell the person next to you once again? Are you really serious with God? Let me ask you. But how many of you want God to change your life this month? September. Let me see your hand up. <laughs> how many of you want to see the supernatural this month? Let me see your hand up. <laughs> hey, yeah. Everybody shout mercy. So you see, he said, those who honor me, I will honor. He said, draw near to God and I will draw near to you. 
Pillow God, I pray that we will take God's seat. He says, I'm, I'm surprised. You see, it's not even up to nine. But, but before we close the service, all the place will be full. And I'm shocked. Sometimes it baffles my mind. What are they doing in the house? If you are going to work, will you go to work late? Because it's God. Nobody stand at the gate and sack you. No. Please, may we add some value to what we are doing. May we add some value to God. Because whatever we are doing here, we are doing unto him or not unto any man. It is God we are doing unto. Let's take God serious. How many of you have been coming to the early morning prayer from 7 to 8? You have been coming early morning prayer on Sundays. Let me see you now. So if you used to come even to church early, but now, always later church. May God have mercy on us. By the grace of God, I'm sharing with you this morning steps to the supernatural. One thing I'm believing God for you this month is not only to the supernatural happiness of God in this month, but it to go beyond this month and all the rest of your lives. So please don't limit the supernatural we are talking about to this month that when the month is over, oh, my supernatural month is over. No, 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 no. Listen to me. As you follow the steps and the things I'm going to share with you, you will continue to see the supernatural happening in your life all the time. In the name of Jesus. One of the things I want everybody to understand today is that we serve a supernatural God. God is supernatural. Hallelujah. When he says something is supernatural, it's beyond human understanding. It's beyond the law of nature. It's inexplainable. You can't explain it. Hallelujah. There is no scientific way that you can explain a woman without a womb to give birth. How can you explain that? Is it possible? No. There is no scientific way for you to be able to explain that a woman who has never met a man before can become pregnant. It is supernatural. It's beyond the natural. It's beyond the human understanding. There is no way you can explain a man who has been born blind and he begins to see. You can't explain it. Something that doctors cannot do is something that human strength can't do. Something that people cannot do is what God can do for you. So when we talk about the month of the supernatural, we are saying that we are expecting God to do something that will baffle even your own mind. Something unusual. Something that is not normal. A certain happenings from God that will blow your mind. And many of us here, God must visit you with the supernatural. Other than that, it's very difficult for you to see a great change in your life. And that's what we are believing God for for this month. That God will visit us with the supernatural. And throughout this month and even the months beyond, we shall experience something we have never experienced in our lives before. Please understand that God is a supernatural. He does things beyond your mind and your imaginations. He shot one king called Darius. In Daniel 6, reading from verse 13, there was a decree that nobody should pray to any other God except the God of the Babylonians. And the Bible said Daniel decided to pray to God. And some people rose up against him and Daniel was arrested. And God said, I'm going to perform the supernatural. I will shock people. Sometimes, listen to what God does. God will make people to come up against you. People talk about you. People despise you and all that. And God will begin to do the supernatural and shock those people. Sometimes that's how God does it. Many of you are going through certain accusations. Certain people are attacking you one way or the other. People doesn't like you. Well, please, just relax. No matter their hatred, no matter what they are doing against you, there is a God who caused something to happen to your life and you close your mouth and God will surprise and shock those people. I'm telling you. So sometimes, when opposition rises up against you, sometimes it is good to push your life forward, to make God to intervene in your situation and in your life. So they answered and said to before the king that Daniel, who is one of the captains from Judah, does not show due regard for you, O king, or for the decree that you have signed, but make his petition three times a day. That nobody should pray. And the king, when he heard these words, was greatly displeased with himself and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. And he labored till the, I mean, till the going down of the sun to deliver him. He was, the king was trying to save Daniel. Then these men approached the king and said to the king, No, O king, that it is the law of the Medes and the Persians that no decree or statute which the king establishes may be changed. Now you can't do anything about it. 
So the king gave the command and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. But the king spoke saying to Daniel, your God whom you serve will continually, he will deliver you. Then a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the signet of the Lord that the purpose concerning Daniel might not be changed. Now the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting. No musicians were brought before him and also his sleep went from him. Then the king arose early in the morning and went in haste to the den of lions. This is what happened. And when he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. The king spoke saying to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the, of, of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel said, I was Daniel said, can you imagine hungry lions who are waiting for food? For the sake of time, I have given the history behind this particular issue. But lions that are hungry, looking for food to eat, and you are thrown into them. You appreciate what happened to Daniel better when we continue to read for you to know what happened to those who accused Daniel. The Bible said before even those people got into the lions of den, the lions were even ready in the sky waiting for them. But when Daniel got into the lions, the Bible said, the Lord, listen to what he said. Then Daniel said, oh, can live forever. My God sent his word. I see God sending some angels for you this week. And shut the lions what? So that they have not hurt me because I was fine before him and also O king, I've done no wrong before you. Now the king was exceedingly glad for him, commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken out of the lion's den and no injury, whatever was found on him because he believed in his God. We'll talk about this later. And the king gave the command and they brought those men who had accused Daniel and they cast them into the den of lions. Then their children and, and their wives and the lions overpowered them and broke all their bones in pieces before they ever even came to the bottom of <laughs> In other words, before they even got to the bottom of the den, of the lion's den, their bones were even broken in the air before they got. <laughs> then King Darius wrote, listen to this, to all peoples, nations and languages that dwell in all the air, peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men must tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and steadfast forever. His kingdom is the one which shall not be destroyed and his dominion shall endure to the end. Hallelujah. One of the reasons why God performs the supernatural so that all men will know that he's a living God and men will be drawn unto him. God did the supernatural in the life of Daniel that made a whole king to change the worship of idols for them to begin to serve the living God. Hello God, God will surprise all the people around you. He will shock them. I said he will do what? God will surprise the people around you by the supernatural. Go with me to Acts chapter number 20. The same thing happened to Paul. Acts 28. He, God surprised with the supernatural, shocked the people at mortar. Now when they had escaped, when this was when Peter, I mean Paul was arrested and they decided to kill Paul and all that and Paul appealed to appear before Caesar in Rome. So they took a ship and they all went with all the sailors and everybody. They were going to Rome but on the way there was a great storm and uh, the storm was destroyed and a whole lot of things happened. But their lives were preserved. Then the Bible said that they got to an island where the boat got destroyed. They came out of that place called Malta. And the, the people were very good to them. And when they had escaped, they then found out that the island was called Malta. 
And the natives showed us unusual camels that they were very good to us. For they counted the fire and made us all welcome because of the rain that was falling and because of the cold. The place was very cold. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. A viper, when he was trying to gather some sticks to to set on fire to heat himself, a viper, not just a snake, but a viper came out of it and fastened itself. Snakes doesn't play with you. They don't come to romance you. They come to do what? They come to kill you. To bite you. They are very smart to the point that sometimes they can, can just watch you when you are not even aware of yourself and they will bite. And when they bite you, they bite to kill you. But this snake, I mean this viper, fastened itself to the hand of Paul. Listen to what happened. So when the native saw the creature, not just a snake, it was more than that. Hanging from his hand, they said to one another, no doubt this man is a murderer. Ah, Bonia Wedi. Whom though he has escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow him to live. Hmm. But he shook off the creature into the fire. And the man was just walking around. And the people were watching. But he shook off. However, they were expecting that he would swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But after they had looked for a long time and saw no harm, they came to him. They changed their minds and said that he was a god. Everybody say the supernatural. Now, when the supernatural is activated in your life, people change their minds toward you. When the supernatural is activated, what kills others can never kill you. When the supernatural is activated, what disgrace others will never disgrace you. Everybody said the supernatural. Glory to God. People are going, I pray that God will surprise and shock the people around you this month. Listen to me. It doesn't take God so many months, so many years to do things for you. God will just take one minute and one day to turn things around for you. I said this, this month is even too long for God to change something about you. Is that not so? I said this month, may God bring a change into your life. May God bring the supernatural that will shock the people and those around you in the name of Jesus. Everybody said the supernatural. We said a supernatural God and he does supernatural things. This man believed God for the unusual and the unusual will happen to you. In the name of Jesus. God desires to do the supernatural in your life. May that become your story. In the name of Jesus. Now what are the steps to the supernatural? Now one of the most outstanding supernatural happenings of God was when Jesus used five loaves of bread and two fishes to feed 5,000 people. And even is beyond that because women were not counted in those days and children as well. It's one, one of the supernatural happenings in the word of the Lord. Just, just little, little, little loaves. And I want us to look at how that miracle happened and how that supernatural event happened so that we can learn from that and apply that to our lives for us to see the same supernatural happenings of God in our lives. Can you go with me to Mark chapter number 6 from verse 30 through 34. Then the apostles gathered to Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. And he said to them, come aside by yourselves to a desert, a deserted place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going and they did not even have time to eat. So they departed to a deserted place in the boat by themselves. But the multitude saw them departing. 
And many knew him and ran there on foot from all the cities. They arrived before them and came together to him. And Jesus, when he came out, saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion for them. Because they were like sheep not having a shepherd. So he began to teach them many things. When the day was now fast spent, his disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place and already the hour is late. Send them away that they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy themselves bread for they have nothing to do what? To eat. Means they are very hungry. But he answered and said to them, you give them something to eat. And they said to him, shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give them something to eat? But he said to them, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they found out, they said, five and two fish. Then he commanded them to make them all sit. Everybody say sit. Sit down. And number two, don't only sit down, but in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in ranks in hundreds and fifties. <laughs> And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven, blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And the two fish he divided among them all. So they all ate and were what? Filled. And they took up twelve baskets full of fragments and of the fish. Verse 44. Now those who had eaten the loaves were about five thousand women or men. So the women were not even accounted and children were also not counted. Now the first key, I mean, which lesson that we can learn from this supernatural happening. Please you must understand. One of the supernatural happens in the Bible, this is one of the I mean, I mean one of the most outstanding miracles that Jesus did that it baffles the can you imagine all of us here we take just, just even one bread two cities bread to feed all of you here and everybody becomes full and we still get extra. We get just, I mean, we get just about, I mean, one, just one or two fishes or even ten fishes. I, I just want to make it very clear so that you can understand the five loaves of bread. It's, for, it's, it's just a small boy's lunch. Something is very small. And they just took it and Jesus gave them out. And the Bible said, every, not everybody, oh please, everybody takes small, small. They all ate and everybody was what? Was full or filled. And they were even extra basket about 12 basket extra now what is a miracle or what are some of the things the lessons that make the supernatural to happen number one the first thing that they said he said let them go and get something to eat because they are what now when you continue to read the bible says that even when you send them on the way on the way they will faint the first key to the supernatural is hunger for the supernatural hunger hunger there must be a thirst there must be a hunger for the supernatural to happen to you. Many of us are going through certain situations that we have become very used to the situation. So no matter what we are going through, we don't care and we don't mind. We have become so comfortable with our situation because it looks so impossible. But if you want to experience the supernatural, there must be a hunger. There must be a thirst to see the supernatural happening in your life. Hallelujah. In John chapter 7, the verse 7, the Bible says, On the last day of the feast, Jesus rose up and said, If any man thirsts, let him do what? Please, John 7, 37. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried and said, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and do what? 
and drink. So what made God to fill you? What makes God to bring you what you are looking for? Is your desire, your thirst. How thirsty are you for the unusual to happen to you? It begins with what? With the thirst. It begins with the hunger. How hungry. So you must be hungry for God, for the supernatural, for the unusual to happen to you. The scripture our sister referenced in Isaiah 44 from verse 1. Give me that scripture, Isaiah 44 from verse 1 to 3. Please first. Say, yet hear ye me now, O Jacob my servant, and Israel whom I have chosen. That says the Lord who made you and formed you from the womb. Who will help you? Fear not, O Jacob my servant, and you Jeshuron whom I have chosen. Listen to this. Can we all read together? One to go. For I will pour water on him who is what? Test. How many of you want to see the supernatural? Something unusual in your life this month. But let me ask you. Are you, are you testing? Are you hungry for that? Many of us, we just took the theme of the month just a literal thing. Oh, it's a month of supernatural to happen to me. No, it doesn't happen like that. There must be a There must be hunger. Like the way you are hungry for something. You are hungry for food. You are hungry for something you are looking for. You must be hungry, Lord. Let me experience the supernatural. I will pour water upon him that is thirsty. And flats on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendants. And my blessing on your offspring. By your thirst. By your thirst. Please don't get comfortable with your situation. Don't accept the way you find yourself. Desire God to do something unusual. Desire God to do something unusual. I see the unusual happening in your life this month. I said, I see the unusual happening in your life this month. How many of you are desperate for God to bring a change in your life? Many of us, we are not desperate. We are not hungry like Jacob. Who said, until you bless me, I will not let you go. If some of us were, were to be like Jacob, who met the angel of God, I mean God himself, would have allowed the angel to go. You see, you are too relaxed for God to bring a change to your life. Many of us. You are too relaxed. You are too comfortable for God to bring a change to your life. When Jacob met the angel, he said, until you bless me, I will not let you go. And the Bible said, he touched the hollow of his thigh and Jacob was limping and still held the angel. said, you will not, please. He said, the day is break. The angel said, the day is break. Let me go. He said, no, I will not let you go. Change my life. I'm desperate for a change. I'm desperate for a blessing. I'm desperate for the supernatural. Then he asked him, what is your name? Please listen to me. The supernatural does not happen on the silver platter. It happens for those who are thirsty for it. They receive the grace to be thirsty, to be hungry. Please, if you are thirsty for you, look for it. That hunger. Your situation can change. Your situation can be better. Receive the grace to be hungry for the supernatural. As I received the grace to be hungry for the supernatural. Can I ask a person, how hungry are you for a change in your life? How hungry are you? Your story can, tell the person, your story can change. Hallelujah. So please don't settle in that situation. Don't settle in that lack. Don't settle in that poverty. Don't settle in that need. Don't settle in that sickness. That situation can change. Things can become better than the way you see it. I'm telling you. Things can become much better for you. In your career, in your marriage, in your destiny, any situation you find yourself, things can become much better. But unless you are thirsty, you are hungry for it, it can never happen. I will pour water upon him that is thirsty. Hallelujah. That situation can be better than the way you see it. But how desperate are you for it? 
One thing that made David's life a, a wonder is Psalm 63 from verse 1 to 2. Listen to what David said. He said, oh my God, you are my God. Early will I do what? Seek thee. My soul thirst. My soul does what? Thirst. My flesh longs for you in a dry and a thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your what? Your power and your glory. You must test to see the power and the glory of God in your life. How thirsty are you for that change? I pray that God will change your thirst. God will give you a desire for him. That will transform your life. Please tell the person, rise up from where you are sitting. Rise up, rise up, rise up. There can be a change. There can be improvement. Things can become much better. Tell the person, things can become much better for you. And God wants you to rise. Things can become much better. Your life is not supposed to be where, at where it is now. In, in Isaiah 52, listen to what God told his people. In Isaiah 52 from verse 1. Very powerful scripture there. Isaiah 52 verse 1. He said, awake, awake. Put on strength. Oh Zion. Don't forget, Zion is a church. So put on your beautiful garments. You have to put on your beauty. Your life is supposed to be full of, full of beauty. Oh Jerusalem, the holy city. For the uncircumcised and the unclean shall no longer come to you. That thing which is not right and proper, has not, they are not supposed to be in your life. Awake. He said, shake yourself from the what? Dust. Arise. Sit down. Oh Jerusalem. Loose yourself from the bands of set your, Loose yourself from the bands of your neck. Oh captive daughter. Please, you are in that situation for nothing. Lose yourself. Roll. For that says the Lord, you have sold yourself for nothing and you shall be redeemed without what? Without money. For that says the Lord God, my people went down. Look, look at this. At first into Egypt to dwell there. Then the Assyrian oppressed them without any cause. Your life is being oppressed without any reason. We are going through that stagnation and that situation for nothing. Now therefore, what have I, what have I here? Says the Lord. That my people are taken away for nothing. Those who rule over them make them will, says the Lord. And my name is blasphemed continually every day. Oh, Lord, can't you see I'm suffering? They said, You are suffering for tell the person you are suffering for nothing. You are going through that chain for nothing. Hallelujah. Amen. What's the secret? You said, Arise, shake yourself. Don't accept the situation you find yourself in. I see the grace for change coming upon you from today. I said, I see the grace for change coming upon you from today. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. May God baptize us afresh with the spirit of hunger for change. Amen. Number two. The second thing that causes the supernatural to happen. Bob said, they were hungry for food. Then listen to the reply Jesus gave them. He said, everybody do what? Sit down. He said, sit. Even though you are hungry. And you must still learn to do what? Tell the person as you sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Can you ask the person, where have you been roaming to? Where have you been roaming? Many of you, the reason why you don't see the supernatural because you roam too much. Roaming ambassador. Yeah. You are roaming. And do you know what is making you to roam? Your needs are making you to roam. So today you are here. Tomorrow you are there. The next day you are there. We'll find you here. We'll find you there. He said, I know you are hungry, but you sit down. Sit, sit. Sit down, sit, sit. Put your bottle down at one place. So that when I want to come to you, I can come to you and visit you and bring the change. And so the people suggest, let's go here. Let's go there. Let's go here. Let's say, I have nowhere to go. I have one place. I am sitting. 
Tell the person, sit, 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 sit. Some of you, because of your roaming, you will catch things you are not supposed to catch. Some of you are the cause of your problems because you have refused to sit. You are hungry. I know you are looking for food, but please sit down. You sit first. Sit. Sit. The grace to sit is coming upon you in the name of Jesus. Tell person, stop roaming, stop roaming. Tell person, learn to sit at where God has put you. Hallelujah. Your knees are driving you. You are just driving. I mean, you know all the prophets in Lashibi here. There is no church in Lashibi you have never attended. But there is something wrong with you, I'm telling you. Your need will drive you to a place. You will be shocked. I'm hungry, so let me roam. You will never be satisfied until you sit. And see, that question must always be answered. Why are you serving God? Why are you following God? Many of us, because of our needs. I have that problem, I have this, I have that. And if you don't get what you are looking for, you are being driven by your needs. That is why you can't sit down. But the supernatural happens for those and to those who are able to sit. I see the supernatural happening to you this month. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. In John chapter number 6, there's a very powerful scripture there. Verse 25 and 27. That question must always be answered. Why are you following God? When they have found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Teacher, when did you come here? The people who asked Jesus, eh, then I'll buy. Who, Look at the way they are asking Jesus. How come you came here? Look at what he told you. Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Can you ask a person one second, why are you following God? Ask a person one second, why are you in church? If it's for bread, then you are disappointed. You'll be disappointed. But it's because you love God and you want to serve Him. The supernatural will become your portion. Amen. You see, you must come to the point to believe that whether God does what you want or God doesn't do, you still serve God. That is where you can provoke the supernatural. Yeah. We know that our God is able to deliver us. But even if he does not, we will still not bow. That's what the three Hebrew boys told. Uh, is it Nebuchadnezzar? Even if our God is able to do what? If you don't bow, we are casting into the fire. Even if our God is not, he said, King, we will not bow today, we will not bow tomorrow. But even if our God is not able to deliver us, we will still not do what? Bow. We will not bow today, we will not bow tomorrow. That is where the supernatural began to happen. I see the grace of God to settle, to decide on God, that God is my last stop. I have nowhere to go. God is the one I will serve. Whether I receive the miracle or the breakthrough I'm looking for, whether it happens or not, I will still serve this God. The supernatural will certainly become your portion. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Person, sit down, sit down, sit down. Hallelujah. The third thing that causes the supernatural to happen, not only What's, what's number one? You must be hungry for the change. What's number two? Sit or settle. Be at where God has placed you. The third thing, the number three, that causes the supernatural to happen. Let me tell you this. He told them, sit down. <laughs> but he did not just say sit down, but he said, sit in fifties and sit in tens. What does the bread I'm looking for got to do with sitting down in fifty and tens and hundreds? We don't know the one who is bringing the food. Then listen to what he said. 
Everybody sit down. But don't just sit. But sit in fifties and sit in hundreds. Now the question is, what does my hunger have to do with sitting in fifty and sitting in tens? We're hungry. Give us food. Everybody say obedience. It is not the fisting in 50 and sitting in 10 that bring the miracle, but God was testing their obedience. I know you're hungry. Sit down. Don't just sit, but make sure that when you, you sit, be counting yourself. Hey, we are more than 50. Go here. No, no, no. Here, they are also. Ah! I'm hungry. You're asking to walk. No, no, no. We are 52. Two of you. Leave here. Join the other group. Let, let me give. You see, I just, I just want you to know how God works. And see, if you really want to see the supernatural happen in your life, God will test your obedience. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Let's say all of us here are 50. Or let's say 50, 54. So, four people should be out. There are more than 50. Four people. Who, who are those going to be out? Hey, I will not point here. So, you get here, you'll be counting. Hey, please, are you 50? Oh, no, no, we are 53. Oh, no, no. You are plenty here. Oh, are you 100? Do you have any 100 group here? Oh, where are you? Third person, the supernatural. Third person, the supernatural will always demand your obedience. If you want to experience the supernatural, obedience should become part and parcel of it. Sit down. Don't just sit. Don't settle. But make sure that where you are, the number you are part of is what is 50. Obedience. Simple. God says, do this. In the scripture I also read from in John chapter number 2 from verse 1. Listen to what happened there. Please fast for me. John 2 1. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they had run out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Look at the verse 5. Can we all do together? One to go. His mother said to the servant, What? Ever. He says sit in 50. Please don't argue. Sit in 50. Do you know what obedience is? Obedience is doing what God says. Even if it doesn't make sense to you. It doesn't make sense. You don't understand. It doesn't make I mean, sense to you. That's what obedience. Doing what God tells you to do. Even if it's against what you know or what you believe. It is when you do what God wants you to do. That is where you experience the supernatural. Obedience. Obedience. Whatever he tells you, do it. Eh, fetch water. If he says I should fetch water, Master, what does water got to do with wine? Fetch the water. I don't know whether he prayed or whatever he did. Eh, now, after fetching the thing, cover it. Move it. Go and fetch it again and, and taste it and see. Please, the way God will do it does not concern you. You just obey him. Let him do what he wants to do in your life. How if you want the supernatural finances to happen to you? Do you, do you know what the supernatural finances is? Money you have never seen before comes on your way. You are blessed to the point that your blessing can never be explained. How many of you want God to do that in your life? How about say supernatural finances? And God said, just obey. And one of the major keys to supernatural finances is honor God with your what? With your tithe. He said, and I will, I will open the wind. God, what windows? So I'll open the windows of heaven and pour out what a blessing. And he said, I will how can giving my money rebuke the devourer? How come? But you have to obey. Listen to me. If we need any grace for the supernatural, we need the grace of obedience. The grace to obey God. The grace to obey God. The grace to obey God. God 
Lord, what do you want me to do? Give me the grace to do what you say. In Luke chapter 6, the verse 37, he said, Give and it shall be what? And when giving back to you, he said, Luke, Luke 6, I think Luke 6, 36 and 37. Please give that scripture, please, first. Be merciful just as your father also is merciful. 37. Judge not and you shall not be judged. Condemn not and you shall not be condemned. Forgive and you'll be forgiven. Give and it shall be what? He said, when you, when you give, it shall be given to you in a good measure. Press down. Shaking together. Running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you say, use, it will be measured back to you. How can this happen? Just do your part and leave the rest to God. Hallelujah. Obey, obey, obedience. And let me tell you this. One of the secrets to walk in good health and to bring healing to you is to walk in forgiveness. If you really want to experience real healing in your life, God said, do what? Walk in forgiveness. If anybody has offended you, let it go. Don't keep bitterness. Don't keep pain in your heart. It brings healing to you. Don't be someone who is petty, always having issues, always having problems with people. Me, I will not forgive. I will not let it go. You are hurting yourself. Have a joyful spirit. Be excited. Don't have issue with people. And you walk in good health. Just obey. Listen to what God has said. And you see the blessing coming to you. He said, before you stand to me and you are praying, make sure that you are forgiven so that your sins can also be what? Forgiven. Many of most of the prayers you have prayed did not go to heaven. God did not hear you. Do you know the reason why? How many of you asked for forgiveness this morning? The moment I said, people are bad. Look at my face. Everybody look at my face. I'm talking to you. Look at my face. Yeah. How many of you want God to forgive your sins? Do you know that if you don't forgive men their sins, God will never forgive you? How many, of you people, how many of you know that people have offended you here? Let me see. People have offended you. Let me see your hand up. Put your hands up. How many of you hear that people have offended you but you have not forgiven? You are bitter. You are angry at them. Let me see your hand up. Oh, only few. Hey, they will go to heaven. And I'm, you are pretending. Obey and leave the rest to God. Hallelujah. I see the grace to walk in obedience coming upon you from today. So always ask God to help you, to grace you to do what is right. When Peter was trying to cast the fish in Luke chapter number 5. Give me that scripture in closing. Luke 5. From verse 1. And now, so it was, and the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the, f- the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out her little from the land. And he sat down and touched the multitude from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a car. Don't forget they were washing their nets because they couldn't catch anything. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. We have toyed all night and caught nothing. Listen to me. Your obedience will make nonsense of your struggles. Of all your challenges. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Even though I've tried, but because of what you have said, I will try. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. Please, but because of what you have said, I know it's difficult, but I will do what you say. When you obey God, at the point of pain, your response and your results become so glorious. Don't disobey God because of the pain you will go through. Otherwise, the price you pay will be so terrible for you. I said, don't disobey God at the expense of the pain. Some of you, the reason why we don't obey God because of the pain we will go through. Ah, 
But you know that what God is saying the right thing. But when you obey God and do what is right, sometimes you go through pain. You will go through. But the point is that the end results will be so glorious. You attract the supernatural. Receive the grace to walk in obedience. And the supernatural will become your portion in the name of Jesus. Now the last thing that connects to the supernatural. If you really want to see the supernatural happening to us. The same verse in Mark chapter 6. Let's see verse 40. So they sat down in ranks in hundreds and in fifties. row. And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fishes, he looked up to heaven, blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to his people. Listen to this. It is only, I don't know, but what to make a man like Jesus, who doesn't want to disgrace himself, to lift five loaves of bread and two fishes in front of 5,000 and tells them, I'm going to feed you with this. It's only a man who doesn't want to disgrace himself who do that. But he lifted it up and said, Father, I know you can do all things. Let this five loaves of bread and two fishes feed this multitude of people. And people are watching him. Don't forget this. It's only a man who has a greater understanding about how big God is will be able to attract the supernatural. Can you ask a person, how big do you see God? How big? The supernatural happens to those who see God bigger than their problems. Jesus saw that there was nothing that the Father could not do. And with him, all things are possible. How big do you see God and how big do you see your challenges? Even if it's five loaves of bread and two fishes, I know God can create something great out of it. Even though your beginning may be small, but see greatness in your smallness. I said, see greatness in your what? In your smallness. See God as a big God. Please, you are not serving a small God. You are serving a big God. Who does and do big things. Whether you believe it or not, he does big and great things. But the way you see God will determine what he can do in your life. Yeah. You can take five loaves of bread and two fishes and feed 5,000. If only you see God as a big God. Listen to me. If you see God as a big God, God can move you from where you are to a greater and a higher height. But if you see God as a small God that is nothing, your problems are bigger than this God. Your problem will continue to remain the same. Listen to me. Whether things work in your favor or out of your favor, still believe that God is still a big God. Oh, I said still believe God is still a big God. Please, whether you prayed and your prayer was answered, whether you're looking for healing, the thing that come. God is still a big God and he will do big things for you. Glory to God. Tell person, he's a big God. He's a big God. He's a big God. In Jeremiah 32 verse 27, just one or two scriptures, we are closing. Jeremiah 32, the verse 27. Then you jump it from, from Isaiah 43, 14 through 19. Jeremiah 32, 27. Look at what it says. He said, behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything that is too hard. I can make five loaves of bread and two fishes to feed over 5,000. What is your problem? I bring the dead back to life. What is your problem? I am the God of all what? Flesh. Flesh. I created everything. I'm the, is there anything that is too hard? Tell me. Because the way you see me determines what I do in your life. As a man thinks, if you think, if you see God as small, you see small things. But no matter your challenge and your difficulty, if you still see God as a big God, he will still do big things in your life. That is the reason as a church, we always try to do big things for God. 
We serve a big God. I am the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me? Isaiah 43, from verse 14 through 19. He said, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now I shall spring forth. For your sake, I will send to Babylon and bring them all down. I mean, fugitive. The children who rejoice in their ships. I am the Lord your God, the creator of Israel, your king. That says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea? Who does what? And a path through the mighty waters. Where it seems so difficult, I will make a way. Please, what looks so difficult and so hard in your life? Is it the challenge and the problems that we see God as a small God? That's why great things doesn't happen to us. Who brings forth a chariot and horse, the army and the power? They shall lie down together. They shall not rise. They are extinguished. They are quenched like a wick. I will consume all your enemies for you. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Verse 19. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will, he said, I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So before Jesus lifted up the bread, five loaves and two fishes, he saw him as a big God. And there is nothing that is too impossible. Then the supernatural, the supernatural happened for those who see God as a big some of you have given up. Oh, I've been praying. I've been going to church. Don't say that. Hey, you lie bad. Stop deceiving yourself. You are not. You are not smarter. I'm saying you are not. No, no, no. I've been praying. I don't say anything. Medina, me, me. Oh, boy. I said you are a liar. Take it from me. I've been praying for marriage. Not come. You lie. Go beyond that. Even your obedience will be tested. Your obedience will be what? Yeah. God will cause you to know how big you see Him. Ah, can you imagine the day that uh, two children of biological of Reverend uh, to Annabeth children died? Including some of his pastors, he stood and preached on that same day. What are my children are dead or alive? He's still God. He's he's still a he's still God. He's still God. He's still God. He's still God. So if you lose your job, we will lose you in church. Shame on you. When you refuse a visa, I will never see you in church again. How big do you still see God in the midst of your challenges? If things doesn't go on with you, you will leave God and find some way to satisfy yourself. So if you are sitting, you are still planning. The thing you are looking for, it doesn't happen to you. You are planning somewhere to go. Some of you are somewhere for you. You go. You go and you see. How big do you see God in the midst of your challenge? Look, listen to me. Whether things work in your favor, doesn't work in your favor. He's still a big God. And listen to me. All things will work together for your good. All things, all things, all things, all things. Romans 8.28 For those you, I mean, for we, for, for we know that all things work together for good. The good, the bad, the ugly, they will all, God will put all of them together. But in the midst of every situation, see God as a big God and he will cause the supernatural. This is what I hear the Lord tell me. Somebody is bringing you money. Money you have never dreamt of. Some people are not even saying amen at all. You will never remain in your ABCD. I see your life moving forward to C, D, E, F. Your life will go to the end. Glory to God. I said glory to God. It is happening. I said it is happening to you. From today, see God not a small God, but see him as a big God. Who does big things. See God as a big God over your business. He's big over your marriage. He's big over your career. He's big over whatever in your health. God is bigger. God is bigger.
and it will cause the supernatural to happen to you. What makes the supernatural to happen is your faith. Faith sees God bigger. It takes the eye of faith to see God as a big God. Faith sees God bigger than my, your challenges and your problems. Hallelujah. Please rise to your feet as I pray with you. In Numbers 23, the verse 19. Numbers 23, the verse 19. He said, God is not a man that he should lie. Son of man that he should repent. As he said, and will he not do? As he spoken, and will he not make it good? People of God, whatever God has said concerning you will materialize. I said, whatever God has said concerning your destiny, your life, your future will become a reality. You will never fail. You will never be disappointed. You will never be put to shame. You will never be disgraced. That sickness will never kill you. In the name of Jesus. He said, we are the heads but not the tails. Top but not beneath. He said, with long life will I satisfy thee. He has said it and he will bring it to pass. Whatever God has said concerning your life will become a reality. It is not good for a man or woman to be alone. You will marry to the glory of God. You will not continue to be buried. You will give birth to the glory of God. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Whatever God has said concerning you will become a reality. It will happen. Keep trusting him. Settle. Be thirsty for the change. Obey him. And you see his word unfolding in your life. From today, I see a total transformation in the name of Jesus. Please, everybody lift up one hand. May the Lord be good to you from today. He said, no matter the situation you are going through, no matter your challenge, no matter your difficulty, I am still a big God. Don't allow your situation and your occurrences in your life to limit my power and my authority. No matter your challenge, no matter your difficulty, no matter the occurrences in your life, I am still a big God. Continue to see me big and I will do big things in your life. Please, can you put one hand on your chest as I pray to you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to bless you today. Thank you for your power that is made available for us. Thank you for the supernatural hand of God that is at work in our midst. Every limitation in our lives that makes the supernatural impossible be dropped from today in the name of Jesus. Cause us, Lord, to be thirsty and hungry for your move and the unusual in our lives. Even though we are thirsty and we are hungry for your move and the unusual, give us the grace to sit down. The grace to settle in the name of Jesus. In the midst of that, we receive the grace to be obedient to you. To do what you say. Wherever there is any challenge in our life, where we find difficult to obey you in any area of our lives, we receive the grace to walk in obedience in the name of Jesus. And Father, above all, in the midst of every situation and difficulty, we receive the grace to see you as a big God who does big things. Let this become the reality in the lives of your people. And let the supernatural never cease in our lives. Thank you for the blessing. And thank you for the change. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. 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 God bless you.